0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS lineup lock, sponsored by dailyroto.com, begins now.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on a Tuesday. Tony, you know the beautiful thing about this business that we're in is that you never really know when news is going to break. We got a five-game slate in the association today, and then we were going to talk a little bit about quarterbacks for Week 13. And you, uh, you had to put Geno Smith in your poll, huh?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, when you start your day and you get up and work in the morning, right, you don't figure Geno Smith's going to be in a poll, You know, and then I said, you know, the price is 4500 I got to tell you, what do you do? What do you do with a quarterback at 4500 He's going against an inferior secondary. So I figured I'd throw him out there. You tell and me I about the price people, enforcing. Uh, yeah, well, you gotta have. Usually, when we price it for us, it's the other way though, right? It's a quality play. We think the price is too low. This time, it's cheap, and I guess people uh, want to go cheap now. People like to for the underdog. Yeah, I
1: guess they are. Uh, you know, maybe uh, some people will have Geno Smith in their lines. Remember, this Oakland Raiders defense has given it up. Uh, they only got their first interception of the entire season last week. I think uh, it's a good bet, though, to get one or two more maybe against the former Jet uh, with the broken jaw. But, listen, you know, Eli Manning, 210 games in a row starting for the New York football Giants. They were just talking about it on on-target uh, – Um, Every team in the NFC East has had 10 starters in that time. The Cleveland Browns have had 24 different starters. They say they're going to Geno Smith, but at the same time, I got to believe that the kid, the third round pick out of Cal, Davis Webb, will get some reps towards the end of the season to see what they got. Listen, the Giants are going to pick in the top five. They got to find out if they're using that first round pick on a quarterback or an offensive lineman. And by the way, Tony, that noise you hear in the background, that's Tom Coughlin racing to the phone to try to get his game manager for 2018. What do you think? He relocates
2: down south? Uh, I don't know, man. I think that it will certainly be talked about a whole bunch, but... Eli Manning, to me, looks like the last two years he's been done. So, there's no Odell Beckham Jr. down here. I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to... I don't know. I, if I'm the Jacksonville fan, uh, I'm hoping we do better.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. There are other options out there. Maybe it's Alex Smith. Maybe it's a guy like Tyrod Taylor, because the Buffalo Bills certainly don't want him either. Well, at the end of the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about quarterbacks, but we do have five games in the NBA get Get to as well. We're also going to give you Tony's in-play lineup for a specific game, all right? We're going to give you his in-play lineup for the Minnesota T-Wolves against the Washington Wizards. We're going to give you our NBA lineup, and we will talk quarterbacks for Week 13. You already know it is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We were talking quarterbacks anyway, so we'll get into a little bit about this Eli Manning benching as well. Well, we're here in New York right now and rocking Riley's. A lot of people are disappointed. Giants fans feeling like Eli was disrespected. We'll find out if that's actually true or if this is actually the best move for all parties concerned. We'll come on back. It's Lineup Lock Live.
0: What's up, fantasy nerds? It's Ashley from Asheny's Answers, and I'm here to share some fun facts with you about my friend Jake Seely, who, by the way, has never met me. Actually, here's one fun fact. They're making me read this great stuff about Jake, and he won't even pick up the phone and say hello to me. I'm just supposed to sit here and make him look great, and he's not even a great human being. Here's one. Jake's the top three fantasy ranker in the last two years. Great. But is he a good human? I don't know. I can't vouch for that. I heard he doesn't even like puppies. So decide for yourself. On Target with Jake Seely weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific.
1: Back to fantasy. Sports Radio Network. It is Lineup Lock Live. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Tony, I know we talked a little bit of Eli. We're going to talk quarterbacks at the end of the show as well, but we do have a five-game slate in the NBA tonight. we got to play a little bit of DFS action to help people win some cash. Tony, there's some injuries tonight, I already know, as well. The Golden State Warriors might get some of their big-time boys back, but it looks like Wilson Chandler might be out and Chris Middleton as well.
2: Uh Chris Middleton, uh game time decision. That'll be a late game, so you gotta wait on that one. Okay. Wilson Chandler is out tonight. Uh, so Will Botton, Gary Harris, and uh should get upwards of thirty minutes, but Kenneth Fareed, Mason Plumley, and Juan Hernan Gomez, uh, guys that you could get on the cheap and get some extended playing time. Uh Devin Booker is a guy that was uh, questionable. He's playing tonight. Uh Jeff Teague is gonna be a game time decision as well as Bajelika in that contest. And Joe Johnson out tonight. Those are the injuries so far in the – oh, one more. uh, Eamon Shumpert's out tonight. I don't think anyone's playing him, but he's out.
1: Eamon Shumpert will not make it. Hey, Tony, do you think the Hernan Gomez brothers, like, won a high school state champion? I mean it was in Spain. Do you think they won,
2: like, a high school provincial championship back in the day? You know, it's crazy because I was going to almost say, do you think they won a basketball championship? Or do you think they won, uh, what's what that thing where they have the bulls, right? And they have the, uh, they kind of they run at them. Yeah, the, the matadors, matadors. The matadors, right? But I don't think now, being I, seven foot tall is a plus being a matador. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like that's very stereotypical, right? So if we're in Spain and the show was happening in Spain and we had some American kids that were doing right. well in Spain, what, what sport would we say they played? Baseball. I, mean, what is the stereoty- I think they'd go to baseball. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think it would that be might beautiful. have been 20 years ago. All right, fine, fine. Think- well, we're playing video games. E-sports, now. Yeah. A little drone yeah, exactly.
1: racing, probably. Yeah. All right, and with that, let's dive into the slate, Tony. The first game we're gonna talk about the Miami Heat. They are in Cleveland to take on the defending Eastern Conference champion, Cleveland Cavaliers. 209 is the total. The Cavs are four and a half point favorites at home. On the Cleveland side, it's the same names as always, right? You gotta love Kevin Love. Well, let me ask you this. Do you love Kevin Love? Because I know Whiteside is on the other side, but love, love is like a stretch fight. Five, right, is Whiteside coming out to guard the jumpers of Kevin Love?
2: He might come out. He might knock down one or two, but they'll keep shooting, and he'll take advantage of it. It, it actually helps Kevin Love that Kevin right. Love won't get in foul trouble in this one, uh, going with Hassan Whiteside in that contest. I, I look at this game, and there's not a lot to love. I think if you're looking at anything, LeBron James any night's a good play, and we talk about that every time. And the rest of Cleveland is there, but the Miami side. Goran Dragic's a guy that could get hot and cold, and they don't put, defend the point guards well. So I think that would be the guy there. Uh, basically, though, this is a game I'm avoiding tonight.
1: Uh, you mentioned Iman Shumpert is not playing today. I know you don't want to play him, but one thing Iman Shumpert does do is defend. The fact that he's not in does that help you with a guy like Dragic, or even make Dion Waiters, who, as we know, has no conscience whatsoever? Does that make him a uh, a better play?
2: You know the crazy thing is, is Dion Waiters and LeBron are friends, right? So right. I wonder how many times that uh, LeBron will go over and try to pick up Dion uh, on the court and uh, you know hass him a little because that's what that's what friends do. That is what friends do
1: in the NBA in 2017 for sure. Let's keep it moving and go to our next game, Tony. We got the Washington Wizards taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Two- 113 is the total. The Minnesota T-Wolves are five-and-a-half point favorites at home. When I talk Washington with you, I always ask you about the backcourt, right? And usually that backcourt means Beal and Wall. Tonight it's a little bit different. It looks like Tim Frazier will be there at the starting point guard because John Wall does not look like he will make it. Listen, Tim Frazier, 4,100 on DraftKings. Can I get good return on my investment with him tonight?
2: Absolutely. This is a guy that I think you have to put in all your lineups to start things out. We've seen him do this time and time again when he fills in and he just comes up and he puts up 35 fantasy points. Uh, so at $4,100, or 4900 on FanDuel absolutely is in play. And it was crazy. Is I uh, I knew Bradley Beal was a guy that um, he has 26% usage rate when John Wall's on the court. So I expect mm. him to go well over 30% tonight. So basically I didn't waste my time with a poll. I said, are you going to go Bradley Beal or anyone else? And Bradley Beal pounded that shooting guard poll, And I think those two guys are the way to start your lineup. All right, fair enough. I
1: do see that Bradley Beal at 7,900 is getting 73% of the vote against the entire field. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like Tiger Woods back in the day. But what I find yeah. interesting is your point guard poll, Tony. You mentioned it. Tim Frazier at 4,100. Ricky Rubio at 5,400. Eric Bledsoe at 6,600. And Donovan Mitchell at 65. Right now, 35% of the people, Tony, are liking the salary cap relief that Tim Frazier offers. You're comfortable starting both Frazier and Beal?
2: Yeah, and I would even go a little further here because I think uh, when you take that John Wall usage rate out, it's actually going to make Markeith Morris at a low salary of 5200 on FanDuel, 4700 on DraftKings in play and the center position. Masin Gautat, 4900 in 5,000. They don't defend the big guys well. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for all those guys there. I'll probably – you can't use four of them. I would probably lean on going Frazier, Beal, and Morris because I think there's a couple of good center options tonight. All right, fair enough. So the Tony Sincata definitely likes some
1: action from Washington tonight. But guess what, Tony? If you really like some of the Washington Wizards, not only can you put them in a DraftKings or a FanDuel lineup in DFS, what you could also do is get that new great NBA product, NBA in play. You know, and if you're watching the game, and this will be a televised game, all you got to do is hold your device up while the feed is going on, while the game is going on, and then you could use that turbo button A little bit. Tony, um, what if I wanted to use the turbo? You know, I would want to use it with a guy like Andrew Wiggins. I would want to use it with your guy, Bradley Beal. Where are you looking in this game quarter by quarter?
2: You know, what's crazy is uh, I find something new every day when I do the statistical research prior to watching these games. Andrew Wiggins plays 11.9 minutes in the first quarter. So basically, the the last time. Yeah, he comes out maybe the last time out. Right. You know, it's the craziest situation. So he's the guy I automatically have to go with there. He has five and a half attempts per quarter, 9.7 fantasy points there. In quarter two, I'm going to get Colin Anthony Towns. Usually I like to get my uh, guy in the third quarter, but – he plays significantly more than any other Timberwolf uh, at 8.6 minutes per quarter. Nobody else is over the six-minute mark full of Timberwolves uh, in the second quarter, so I'm going to have to use him there. And then the third quarter, Jeff Teague's a game-time decision. If he plays tonight, he is a guy in the third quarter that's second in minutes played. He's first in fantasy points. I would go there, but if he doesn't, the fallback option is Jimmy Butler. And then the end of the game, I'll wrap it up with the guy Bradley Beal that we talked about in the extra usage rate, filling in for John Wall. Uh, and he's only shooting 31% from the field, which is crazy in the fourth quarter. Yet he leads the Wizards in scoring. So imagine if he more of these shots start going in, we could have a big night and a big finish with our turbo button on for Bradley Beal. So let me ask you something, Tony, because I'm trying to learn how to play the new NBA In Play product because I'm trying to get
1: a little bit of credit at the NBA store so I could turn this into gifts for my friends and family. With a guy like Bradley Beal saving him, in essence, to the fourth quarter, does that mean – are you also, like, saving your turbos until the end, like, when you really
2: think it's crunch time? How do you allocate yeah. the turbos? You'll get five per quarter. so you Per quarter, use not new per game. Base. Yeah. Per quarter, so you can bang them out there, and you'll have, uh, you'll have five more there. So basically, what they'll start the fourth quarter, and Bradley Beal will be on the bench at the right. start of the fourth quarter. So you want to hang on to them until the uh, – and most times, you can look at it, all starters are going to be out those first three minutes of that fourth quarter, and sometimes it's more. So never use those turbos early in the fourth quarter. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, a lot one of one teams- other thing. Oh, one ahead, other thing too. In a close game, say it's a four or five point game, mm-hmm. what you have a problem too is that because too many time on
1: the line yeah, time on the free throw line right
2: so you gotta get yeah so you gotta hit it right between the six
1: and three minute mark that's a good strategy uh tony's giving you some great insight there on how to leverage the nba in play product you know a lot of coaches like to rest their studs right at the end of the quarter so they could get the actual real time of the timeouts and the commercial breaks that go from quarter to quarter as well and then tony you make a great point when it relates to people being on the line so tell me again this turbo button it lasts for real time not game time right it's like real time that it lasts for
2: 48 seconds is what you get 48. Um, you get yeah you get it's real time there so you gotta hope but for up
1: it, and down action we can't have fouls called right. we can't have so, an instant replay happening anything like that
2: would really well, mess us well, up no it, it'll be it'll be it'll here's the thing it'll be real time but what you got to remember though is when a guy's shooting a free throw you can't get an assist you right. uh, can't get a rebound on the first, you know, the first of two free throws. So it's basically only one player contributing instead of nine. All right, fair enough. So I'm looking for when uh the fast
1: break is on. I'm looking for when I see the outlet pass. That's yes. when I'm hitting Bang the three. turbo. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Sounds very good. You hear Tony Cincata's in-play lineup tonight for the Wizards and the T Wolves. When we come back, we're gonna cover the other three games on the NBA slate, and then we go to the football quarterbacks for week 13, including Geno Smith for the New York Football Giants. We'll be right back. It's Lineup Locked Live.
0: Hey, this is Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row right, and you win two -two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes, so make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Lineup Locked Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you through a Tuesday where there are five games on the association slate. And we're also going to talk a little bit about quarterbacks going into week 13, which unfortunately was not the lucky week for Eli Manning. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. we got three games still left, and the next one is the Phoenix Suns traveling to the Windy City to take on the Bulls. The Bulls are one-point favorites. The Bulls are really never going to be favorites all year long. This is probably one of the few times they will be giving points. It is only one, but the total is one of the highest of the games on tonight's slate at 213. Tony, you mentioned that Devin Booker is back for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I know your poll was pretty much Bradley Beal and anybody else, but what about a guy like Devin Booker in his return at 8,100? He's got a usage rate uh, right around 26 27%.
2: Yeah, he's a little too expensive um, when you look at it on DraftKings because he's actually more than Beal. But on FanDuel, uh, he could be a guy that you could go in and you need two shooting guards there. So it could be a nice uh, way to put it there. So I think he's in. And TJ Warren is a guy. His price has risen to uh, $7,300, 7400 on DraftKings and FanDuel, respectively. So it's a little tough there. But the Chicago side's interesting to me. And you're never probably going to get rich playing Chicago Bulls. It's probably not a way. You want to attack yeah, life against and, the
1: Phoenix Suns is a way that could. Well, work. that's
2: that's what I'm saying. This might be the only time that we could ever do this. And I like Justin Holiday and Denzel Valentine tonight. Those two guys come into play there, and it wouldn't shock me. Bobby Portis is one of these guys. He's either hot or he's cold. Uh, and he's getting 22% of the usage rate. He's a guy that you could take a shot on as well uh, there. But for me, it's uh, Holiday and, and uh, Denzel Valentine. Chris Dunn's a guy I'm going to lay off. There's a plenty of cheap point guards out there, but he does have a good matchup.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about Chris Dunn going at 6,100 on both DraftKings and FanDuel. As I mentioned, Phoenix is you know pretty much at the bottom of the league defending point guards. Tony, on FanDuel, would you go with
2: Chris Dunn? I I would probably stay away but we use two point guards at FanDuel as as opposed to uh, dictator and two shooting guards he definitely becomes more in the picture there going there he just doesn't to me he just doesn't score enough where I look at Tim Frazier I could save a little money and you know 2000 bucks and use him instead of uh Chris Dunn but I think when you add two point guards it becomes a a little bit of a difference there I mean we're looking at a guy that got 17 and 9 in his last two games so he's got an easy matchup but what's the best we can get he has a high of 46 this year against Charlotte he does have a 35 point game it's just so up and down with him
1: All right, fair enough so we will keep it moving and our next game is the Denver Nuggets going to Utah to take on the Jazz 207 and a half is your total Utah's a two point favorite at home Tony I try to pay attention to what you teaching me and you tell me that you don't really ever make any money going up against the utah jazz defense so when i look at denver tonight and I also know wilson chandler i believe is a game time decision but are there any nuggets that you like in tonight's matchup
2: yeah there's actually a lot because really? I, chandler's gonna be he's gonna be out tonight so he's definitely gonna be out. so basically what we got the reason we like him is because this guy's starting that shouldn't necessarily be starting Just getting more minutes and so we yeah, getting more minutes. So it all depends on who you're going to take a shot on. I'm going to take a shot on Hernan Gomez. I think he gets 20 minutes at play, and he's a guy that loves to shoot the ball and uh, take a shot there. And I think Kenneth Farid at 3900 bucks come into play as well. I don't have in my lineup Mason Plumley, and I think you could go Plumley or Hernan Gomez, and by 7 o'clock it won't surprise me if I change my mind and went Mason Plumlee. Uh But those are the two guys there. So it's all the cheap guys that don't usually play that are mispriced.
1: All right, fair enough. So does that mean you are staying away from Jokic in this matchup? I know Rudy Gobert is not there for Utah, and I know Jokic, you know, is capable of doing very big things. He's averaging 40 fantasy points a game. The price is a little high at 8,700. But, Tony, what if I told you that 43% of the people in our poll are going with Nikolai Jokic at center? That over Karl-Anthony Towns, over Gortot, who's a cheaper play, and over Derek Favors at 6,300, the people like Jokic at 8,700.
2: I have no problem with it. I think he has a good matchup. He's going to get an extra usage rate with the power forward being out, but I'm going to use Kyle Anthony Towns tonight with a $400 difference and go there. Uh, But I have no problem there. I mean, Joe a guy that could put up 70 fantasy points. Yep. We
1: have seen it before and we will likely this season see it again. What about on the Utah side? Is there anybody that you like? What about a guy like Joe English? I mean, is that 4,800 facing a Denver team that does not defend the small forward? Well, is there any opportunity there at only forty eight hundred?
2: Yeah, he's a guy you could have used there if you wanted to go cheap. Uh, he'd be one of the salary cap guys, and you could make the case, and I don't love it for Derek Favors um, to put him in the lineup tonight uh, against a weak front court in Denver defensively. So I, you could go there, but I, I think he's a little too expensive, so I'd stay away. But those would be the only two if I was trying to uh, say, oh. Are we going to play in an all-Utah game tonight?
1: Right, fair enough. If we needed to play an all-Utah game, that's where we would go. But luckily, Tony, that is not the case. I do want to draw your attention real quick, Tony, to the small forward poll that you posted before. The options were the Greek Freak at 11,200, Markeith Morris at 4,700, Joe English, we just talked about 48, and then Chris Middleton at 66. I'm very intrigued by the kind of stars or scrub approach that people can take at small forward. You know you have Giannis at eleven thousand two hundred. You talked about how you like Morris, especially with some of uh, John Wall's usage being spread around for the Wizards tonight, and then English as well. These are guys at forty eight hundred. Morris is at forty seven hundred. The Greek Freak is going out more than twice the price, but I know it's really about your return on your investment getting four or five x. So where would you go at small forward tonight? Do you just take the chalk of Giannis, or do you like a Morris or an English play instead?
2: I am actually gonna use uh Anticumpo tonight. Okay. With a Chris Middleton injury, there's an uh, there's an opportunity there. I think, to get even more usage from Antetokounmpo uh, than you usually get. And I think arguably him or LeBron James are going to be the highest scoring players on the night as it is. So if I got that caveat where I could actually get a little more, I'm going to go there. I'll use Marquis Morris at the power forward position. Uh, so I'm going to get both those guys in my lineup tonight.
1: All right, fair enough. The last game on the slate in the association tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Head to Sacramento to take on the Kings. The Bucks are seven-point road favorites. 200 is the total. Tony, we've already talked about Giannis Atenacumpo. You can't go wrong with him absolutely any night. You also got a guy like Eric Bledsoe. Now let's talk about these shooting guards again. Eric Bledsoe, for only 6,600, you would never would have seen that last year with he was on the Suns. You've talked about some of the guards that you like already. What about Bledsoe? Because you also said Middleton is going to be a game-time decision. Doesn't that potentially mean more opportunity for Bledsoe? I mean, is usage rate is already 25%. At only 6,600, I can see Bledsoe getting good value.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're right. If Middleton was definitely out, we would be probably putting him and Bradley Bull, uh Beal and the pole together. I think they'd be right there. Uh, so you could go either way in that situation uh, there. But to me, it's Beal where I would jump out still with Eric Bledsoe. It gives you a contrarian play in a game where I think we're going to have a high total. Um, John Henson, too, doesn't get enough usage here but his price is so low on DraftKings at 4700 bucks and they're 29th in the league if you wanted to go cheap at center you could but the problem is is like i mentioned i like marcin gortat he's only five thousand dollars uh so i don't see a a reason to use a guy like john henson even though i think it's a good play there and i i left one guy out on the utah i like ricky rubio tonight against the denver backcourt um he's only 5400 bucks a lot of people look at you know he's coming back from an injury and they've struggled a little bit um, scoring, I think Ricky Rubio is a guy that can get up and down the court. Denver will turn the ball over. He gets a bunch of steals. He gets a bunch of assists. Ricky Rubio is another guy that you could look at.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, you like anybody on the Sacramento side of this game, Tony? A lot of people in the industry are a little bit on Garrett Temple tonight as a punt play for only 3500 But the guy I really want to ask you about, Tony, is Willie Cauley-Stein. You have him in the power forward poll. He is at 5100 against people like in the poll. With you know LeBron James, Kevin Love, <laughs> Kenneth Farid, who you talked about, and check this out, Tony: forty-five percent of the people are going with the former Kentucky stud Willie Cauley-Stein. Can you help make some sense of Willie Cauley-Stein in people's lineups? And what do you think about Temple tonight?
2: Um. Temp- not, not the University of Temple. Garrett Temple's a guy that I always love. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a University of Temple guy because John Cheney used to be the coach back when we had. He looked uh, like the Temple uh,
1: Owl. Didn't he look like the <laughs> Temple Owl himself? Yeah.
2: <laughs> In- and uh, it was a little crazy back in the days when John Calipari was starting out at the UMass head coach and that. they would go at it. I remember that. They would go that. at it a little bit. Leave it Garrett to you, Depplema. a guy whose
1: name ends in a vowel, to go with John Calipari over uh, <laughs> over Cabaccini. But go
2: ahead. Garrett Temple's a guy, he if he gets the playing time, could always put up points. The guy's a great offensive player, but you look at the offense, he's only at fourteen percent usage rate. So he could be on the court, he just doesn't get the ball a ton. And I get where people like him because they're twenty fourth in the league at defending the position. I think you got other values out there go elsewhere. But Willie Collie Stein's a guy, again, a lot like Garrett Temple, where he doesn't get the ball enough and doesn't make enough plays and he has a good matchup. I am shying away from Willie Cauley Stein. I think Willie Cauley Stein could play. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he isn't more assertive with The Rock out there.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, he, he seems to now be more of like only playing defense and rebounding, not as much of an offensive weapon for the Sacramento Kings. But, Tony, we have gotten through five games here in the association tonight. Tony, you're going to give us your lineup at the end of the show. But what people can do with that lineup is going over to DailyRoto.com, going over to RotoExperts.com. We are partnering with DKMS to help the fight against blood cancer. You know, we do free contests for people to enter, whether it's for the NFL, season and winners go to the finals can potentially get you know tickets to the big game up there in Minnesota but we got free rolls out there in the NBA as well check it out we're we're collaborating with DKMS to help the fight against blood cancer even if you lose at DFS you still win at life it is very easy to help a kid stricken with this disease by being a blood or bone marrow donor Tony when we come back we're going to shine the light here on Geno Smith and other quarterbacks for week 13 Welcome back to uh, Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dave Martinez and Tony Cincata. Tony, I got to tell you what this song that uh, our guy Chris Bavona played coming back. I got to tell you what this song is and what this song is actually about. But we'll do that at another point in time. We'll do it off air, my friend. Go ahead. I I got a trivia
2: question for you. Well, it's not a trivia question. It's not a trivia. It's a life question. Would you rather attend the Super Bowl in Minneapolis or the NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles? I'd rather go to the NBA All-Star Game. I think the NBA All-Star Game is more of a kind of,
1: uh, more of an event. And they, they uh, you know, they import uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of beautiful women for that kind of event. And I'd rather be in L.A. than Minnesota in February. Because like you said, it's cold outside and I don't have anybody to spoon with, Tony. But if I go to the NBA All-Star Weekend out there in L.A., maybe I'll find someone
2: to spoon with. I'll tell you what was crazy. You talk about that. I was watching uh, the Grey Cup highlights of Shania Twain. Okay. They had Shania Twain dressed in like this crazy nice outfit, Mm -hmm. and she's battling a snowstorm as she's doing a halftime show. And I'm saying, is that what's going to happen in Minnesota? Maybe. She was battling a snowstorm while she's trying to sing. maybe (laughs) Maybe that's where there will be a
1: wardrobe malfunction when you got the snow going on. We will see what happens. If you listen to the show, you know Dane and Tony. we've already checked Janet Jackson's tour schedule, and she's got an open date on February 4th, 2018. We'll see if she's up there in Minnesota as well. But, Tony, let's look at these quarterbacks for Week 13, okay? We know we got a lot of news, and uh, there's other news that just crossed, Tony. The San Francisco 49ers are going to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be Jimmy G getting the start for San Francisco in Chicago this week, Week 13. I'll get your thoughts on that in a little bit, but let's first talk about these uh, high-end quarterbacks, okay? If you had the choice of anybody on the slate, including Thursday, including Monday, you put a poll question up. and You got Tom Brady at 7,800, Carson Wentz at 72, Phillip Rivers at 7,000, and Kirk Cousins at 6,600. Tony, the people are going with Phillip Rivers. I think this is a little bit of a recency bias. They saw Rivers put up 450 yards against the hapless Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Now, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns' defense is a little bit more stout than the Cowboys on the back end. But here's the other thing. The Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, they're returning home. And they, they're they bad at home. They have no kind of home field advantage. <laughs> so I'd be off Philip Rivers, but 32% of the people like Phillip Rivers. What do you think about Rivers this week against Cleveland.
2: I don't think it's a bad play, but I think his price is a little high. I mean, now all of a sudden, now we're talking Tom Brady, Carson right. Wentz territory, right? Russell Wilson territory. Mm-hmm. He's up there. So, and Cleveland's better against the run in the past. So, I don't think it's a bad play. They're 24th in allowing points to quarterbacks. And but the, uh, here's the thing: the LA crowd, they're front runners, right? Yeah. So, so maybe Paris now they'll Hilton get behind might, them. Yeah, Paris Hilton might be there this weekend, <laughs> and 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 the Kardashians and all those right, people right, will, right. will show up there today. Uh, but no, I ain't gonna play Phillip Rivers.
1: Okay, fair enough. What about on Thursday? We got Kirk Cousins at 6,600. Let me ask you this as it relates to Kirk Cousins. Here's the analogy I'm going to make. Remember how we talked about these volume throwers? And earlier on in the season, Carson Palmer was definitely one of them. Then the Cardinals went and got Adrian Peterson, and he was getting 20 carries a game for them, and it completely tampered you know, the opportunity of a guy like Carson Palmer when he was still healthy. Could the same thing happen to Kirk Cousins now that Samaje J.P. Ryan is getting 20-plus touches a
2: game? You could it? Yes. But here's the crazy thing about Kirk Cousins. He can never have a bad game. I'm not saying he's never going to have – every game's going to be elite or everything is super, super because he never throw since week six, he's never thrown less than 31 passes. You look at it, 31, 32, 45, 31, 39, 40, 37. Those are all numbers of passing attempts since week six. The problem I have here, though, is if Dallas' offense is pitiful again – Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's the first game he doesn't have to throw in. We saw Piron have an opportunity. There's no Sean Lee there uh, with the short week. So they could run a little bit here. And Kirk Cousins, though, seems to find a way. I'll tell you, I wouldn't play him either. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people end up playing because I talk about this all the time. When you put a lineup in on Thursday, you always lean to the Thursday guys. Because right, you want to watch your guys. Yeah. So, I, you know, the guy, if you're going to play one guy, think one guy you guys can play is Jamison Crowder.
1: Yeah, I definitely love Jameson Crowder as the new go-to guy for Kirk Cousins. Hey, Tony, let me ask you about Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady is great, and he's going at 7,800. But here's the thing, and to me, this is a problem about making lineups, you know, so early. They are in Buffalo in December. I have no idea what the weather is going to be like in Buffalo this weekend. One thing I do know, though, is that the Buffalo Bills run defense has been getting gashed left and right. Carolina Panthers went big on him. Other teams have been running like crazy. Could there be a universe where the elements make the uh Patriots kind of run a little bit more and we see a lot of Deion Lewis instead of Tom Brady chucking it around the yard?
2: Can there be? Yeah, there can be. And I, I was thinking about it today. The one tip-off will be if you see Mike Gillisley dress for this Active, game. Right. Yeah, that is a right way saying. Uh Uh-oh, they're going to run the ball down Buffalo's throat, and they're going to go after him. So that's a concern. But 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. Sure. I think he's the safest play uh, by far uh, that you can use this week. I think when you look at his safety, um, he is a guy that you could go ahead and absolutely use uh, there because we got some great opportunities here, and we got all great quarterbacks. I I think that he at least gets two touchdowns. He at least throws 250 yards. And Hopefully, Buffalo can score some points, but I don't know if they can.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And then the last quarterback in this poll, Tony, is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz at 7,200, but I must admit, Tony, I was surprised that you didn't have Carson Wentz's opponent in the poll, that being Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson has got to be one of the fantasy MVPs going up against the Philadelphia Eagles who are very strong against the run, and we know Seattle can't run the ball anyway, and is not as much against the pass. I mean, you know, the Eagles are 17th against the pass while they're first against the rush. Yes, Ronald Darby is back. But I feel like this game sets up to be whatever Russell Wilson can pull out of his behind will be the entire production for Seattle in this game. I like Russell Wilson to be the Seahawks' leading rusher and, you know, to throw for a couple touchdowns. The guy's averaging 24 fantasy points a game. Why didn't he make the poll,
2: Tone? Everything he said is right, except one omission, is that they get to the passer, that defensive line, and that offensive line But everybody gets to Russell Wilson, and then he does his little, you know.
1: Like, Russell Wilson, this is no strange thing for Russell Wilson. He knows he's going to be under heat. He's under heat every single week.
2: He might go down eight times in this game, and I think it's going to be a tough call for Russell Wilson to even rescue himself out of this one uh, there. You look at the passing attempts, though, and you could go ahead and – and throw him in with 34-42, 32-45. And I I have concerns about Carson Wentz as well. I mean, Carson Wentz is going against a defense that's beat up, and we all get excited. But if you look at the numbers of Carson Wentz, he is uh, one of the lowest completion percentages in football. He's a guy that throws the ball passing attempts is 12th right now in, in football. They've been running away with games They're the second most rushing yards in the national football league with the four triumphants of running backs they keep throwing out there. Mm -hmm. If Carson Wentz stops throwing touchdown passes every time he throws a pass, he's going to be just a regular quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of numbers that dictate – that Carson Wentz is really, really lucky and kind of putting up the numbers that Matt Ryan put up last year where, you know what, every 13th, 14th pass ends up being a touchdown.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you, Tony. That's why I'm saying in that game, I personally prefer Russell Wilson even if he is running for his life because as he is running for his life, he is accumulating a point for every 10 yards he's running. Let me ask you about some of these low-priced quarterbacks that you got in the poll. Marcus Mariota at 5,200, Dak Prescott at at 57, Josh McCown at 55, and then the new starter for the New York football Giants, Geno Smith, at 4,500. Tony, 22% of the people are going with Geno. Do you think that this is just an indictment on the Oakland Raiders' defense, or do people think that Geno might actually have something?
2: I was thinking about this, right? Uh, Do you think that if they had to put their money – up there instead of answering a poll, that 22% would be confident there with Geno. Because I think there is an indictment on the Raiders' defense, and I think you look at the Raiders' defense, of course they get the first interception, they don't sack anyone, so he has an opportunity there. But still, the bottom line is you can't evaluate the matchup without evaluating the past of Geno Smith. I mean, his biggest attribute in football is being beat up in a locker room.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. He also was like uh, Dan Orlovsky, running out of the back of the end zone one time. The man carries the ball like a loaf of bread, got punched by a teammate. I will say this, though, Tony. Did you know that the New York football Giants are the only team in NFL history that have never in their franchise history started an African-American quarterback, and they break that trend this Sunday. Every other team in the NFL has, at some point in their history, started a black quarterback. The Giants never have. They joined the party on Sunday. Maybe that's why they went to Geno.
2: You know know what's amazing about that is – that's the first time I've heard that, and that's that's a great thing for the Giants organization. And yet, it seems like everybody's focused on the 210 games that Eli Manning's losing as the starting quarterback streak.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it, Hey, you know, if they don't like Geno, you know, they still have five days left to sign Colin Kaepernick if they want to go that way <laughs> as well so that Geno's not the guy that, you know, broke that streak for the football Giants. Let me ask you real quick, Tony, because we saw now that Jimmy Garoppolo will be starting for San Francisco against Chicago, but on the road there's no real reason to like any of the 49ers, right? This is him turning and handing the ball to Carlos Hyde a lot, maybe going downfield to
2: Goodwin once or twice and nothing really else, yeah. right? That's what I was going to say. Marquis Good would be a guy that would be a punt play option and go like that. You know what? I wish we had more time because i got to tell you, I was so crazy. That CJ Beatshard, yeah. he's a guy that I'll, I'll tell you right now. He's, they they were clapping while I was on the ground, and they were, they were happy. They, they cheered when they Des
1: Bryant the- was almost paralyzed. I mean when Michael Irving was paralyzed almost, right? <laughs>
2: CJ, it ain't all about you. They want to see the guy they traded for. This is a franchise that still remembers Joe Montana and Steve Young. Hey, Slow down, CJ. Beard had his 15 minutes
1: of fame, and now he's gonna go right back into the background. When we come back on Lineup Block Live, Tony gives you the NBA lineup that's gonna win you some cash. So come on, right back.
0: DFS lineup plus sponsored by DailyRoto.com. The
1: Hernan Gomez
2: brothers, do you think they won like a high school, a provincial championship back in the day? Do you think they won a basketball championship, or do you think they won, what's that thing where they have the bowls, right, and they, uh, they
0: kind of run at them? Yeah, the, the matadors, matadors, the matadors, right? But I don't think now,
1: being I, seven foot tall is a plus being a matador.
0: Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY.com slash radio.
1: back here on line O'Clock block live on the fantasy sports radio network and now it is the time of the show where everybody loves it because tony sincata he's about to flop the nuts and make people some money tony give us your nba lineup for a tuesday night
2: yeah hopefully we had a little better luck last night we were going strong and uh blake griffin's uh, career almost yeah. was ended uh for us he's but, gonna be uh, out for like two months know. they said right yeah, he'll be out two months, so that can't happen every night. So tonight we're, we're going to have Lady Luck on our side. Do you, uh, do you uh, believe in any superstitions like a rabbit's foot or anything like that? Not really. Not really. I believe in free will. Oh, free will, yeah. I, I, the funniest people are the ones that think that if a bird poops on you, it's good it's luck. Good luck. Like, I get, how is it good luck? It's not I good mean, luck. That's just, just what people say to you. make you feel better because you got bird poop on yourself. <laughs> Tonight's lineup without the bird poop on you. Tim Frazier 4,100 bucks. Bradley Beal 7,900. Giannis Antetokounmpo 11,200. markeith Morris 4,700. Kyle Anthony Towns is at 9,100. Ricky Rubio 5,400. Kenneth Farid, 3,900. And Mason Plumley. Thirty-six hundred bucks. I keep flip-flopping there. Mason Plumley and a little Hernan Gomez, but I think Plumley outduels Hernan Gomez there uh, for the little extra playing time.
1: All right, fair enough. And with five games on the slate, remember, we've talked a little bit about this. Basketball is a sport where there is a little variance compared to the NFL, compared to baseball with five games on the slate. That's why you need to keep it locked here to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, the Tony Sinkata, helping you get a little bit of cash, Tony. Uh, tomorrow, Tone, we got 10 games in the NBA, so we're going to be focused on that. But then I think that means that on Thursday we got to do some running backs. We got to do some wide receivers,
2: huh? A lot of football on Thursday? We'll get a little football, get a little basketball. And remember, tomorrow night, you're going to listen to the show. We're going to help you. And then you're going to go to Fantasy Factor. Free roll. And play in the free roll. We want free money. You got Christmas presents coming, so get the free money. Absolutely, absolutely. We're over here trying to help you win
1: some cash. Tony, you know what I thought was very interesting? I want to get your advanced thoughts on it. I was looking at the tight end position this week. Okay, and I know you love Jack Doyle. And I like his matchup against Jackson. The tight end seems to be the only people that can do any kind of work against Jacksonville. But I was deciding on FanDuel, I can spend $200 less than Jack Doyle, and I can get a guy... I can get a guy whose team will be without both of their top 2 wide receivers this week and facing the New York Football Giants who give it up to the tight end all the time. What about Jared Cook this week with no Amari Cooper, no Michael Crabtree going up against the Giants who give it to the tight end? What about Jared Cook?
2: It's hard that like it's hard to say that's not a strong play. Like that should be where many people start out, like, they're terrible. Terrible. The Giants against the are terrible tight end. against the tight end, right? Right. And they're going to lose some of the defensive backs and back up there, so they'll be out of the picture. And McAdoo will and, probably
1: suspend somebody between now and then, anyway. Yeah.
2: And then he also, like you mentioned, the wide receiver situation. So Carr's familiarity is only with Jared Cook. Um, So, yeah, I I love it there. I like Seth Roberts today over Corderell Patterson. Which one do you like? Corderell Patterson can make the big play, but I can see Seth Roberts getting more of the targets. I agree with you. I think Corderell
1: Patterson, you know, the track star that he was, is a boom or bust play. I agree with you on Roberts, but here's what I also think. I think we're going to see a lot of Jalen Rashard on Sunday as well. I think, you know, it depends on how the game script goes obviously i think they're gonna bang marshawn lynch but if they get uh, if they uh are in a competitive game i wouldn't
2: be surprised to see a lot of Jalen richard out of the backfield i'm looking forward to that game i'll tell you what uh i think those suspensions the two games uh you know it was warranted i i listened to the commercial from the guys the roto experts in the morning Mm -hmm. and they were like he's justified i'm like if he shot him would he be justified like when does it stop like when should they have stopped
1: in a justification. Listen, I don't think you understand how important a man's chain is these days, Tony. <laughs> Come on now. I thought you knew. I thought you knew about this. Hey, Tony, have a great night. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll be talking about a 10-game slate in the NBA. Hope you win some cash between now and then. Line up, lock, live. I'm on back. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll see you tomorrow.